What a long, strange trip it's been. We watched Spunk's Not Dead, which means it's time for another Portland at the Movies. In a world, in a time, in a land of eternal beauty, all that stands between a city and a disaster, in a city where anything can happen, if you thought you had seen it all. Hello and welcome to another episode of Portland at the Movies. My name is Todd Workhoven. I am joined, as always, by Mark Middleton. How are you today, Mark? I am doing really well. Good. And, of course, we are joined by Brian, the Unipiper Kid. How are you, Brian? Uh, um, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in various states, I have found myself. Um, I am just post-watching this movie and really trying to process the trauma of it i guess the the questions i was ho- uh, so this movie uh came up out of last month's movie and i don't know how brian you brought it up i think you initially blamed last month's director slash writer for this movie and i think we have since found that that was unrelated one of the a couple of the actors um are are the same in both movies but i don't know that the writer was did we find out more about that yeah okay yeah so no, i it, i don't want to probably owe that person an apology i know we we <laughs> owe that guy like one of those edible arrangements or something like that for for even connecting him <laughs> to, 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 to this movie um so i was walking in we watched the trailer last week uh, or last month in uh on the show and it was very much i was prepped for the exact same vibe that we got from Slapped. And so I, I started watching this. Usually I watch the movies twice. I'll watch them very early on and then right before the show again. And I got the, the, through the first little uh, anthology sketch, uh, skit, whatever whatever you want to call them. And the Tubi ad came on and I pulled the ripcord and said, I am not going to be watching this twice. I am going to wait until the last minute to watch this movie and that was last night when we rescheduled and I figured out ooh I could just go over to Marks and watch it moments before the show. Oh yeah. But I had so I walked into it thinking it was going to be slapped. And I'm conflicted about how I still feel about that. But first <laughs> like where are where are you guys post post watching Spunk's Not Dead? Um uh, <laughs> <laughs> It it was what, like what were your ex- ex- expectations and and were were you prepared? Do you think correctly? I no 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 I I thought it was more slapsticky, less gory. Okay, like I wasn't yeah wasn't ready for all the gore. Okay, oh interesting, interesting. What about you, Brian? A, a, a giant sense of apathy. Like <laughs> I don't care, whatever. <laughs> And I did too. And in fact, in fact, I was like, well, it'll be kind of nice. I, you know, this time I'll watch it once. I won't have to take a lot of notes because I know what I'm going to be getting. I end up taking more notes on this than I had on anything because I. And he kept on like, pause that. (laughs) What? I was, was high on, I was high on spunk myself. I had smoked a little marijuana. And so I did have, I wouldn't call them freak outs, but I would say that definitely. 
So, I, I think my my takeaway is that I could not figure out this movie, and then eventually I realized that I was thinking too hard, and there was nothing to figure out. And at that point, my brain just gave up on it. Okay, so I'm going to counter that, and I'm going to counter that with a uh, a, a brief conversation that I had over text with. Jeffrey Janoff. And well, should we set up the movie a little bit more or should we just go right? From I here? think we should go into okay. this first okay. Okay. and then we will talk about the movie <laughs> Perfect. Uh, uh, to see if <laughs> his statements match. Got it. Reality. Got it. Got it. And, and so uh, so Jeffrey and I uh, texted back and forth. Uh, he is a local model and photographer. He's got his phone number on his website. And, and so he, he does professional work in this genre and so I, I apologized and, and reached out and uh, <clears throat> and so he left an audio response to these questions so I, I asked him these questions said uh, Jeffrey were you part of a, the bigger production or were you just hired for this one role and that's it what was the pitch to you so which one did he which one was He's, he in and did he play he, yeah, yeah. So he was. This is an anthology. So yeah, yeah. yeah so he was in the um, the first main segment that wasn't the uh, the bridge uh, piece, and so he was in um, the devil's. No. The the first one was the babysitter. Yeah. The, oh, the right, right, right. Yeah, you're you're correct. That de- the devil's spunk. the devil's spunk. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is a baseball player. And uh, and so he plays the main protagonist of that segment, the second main segment of the. OK, of the OK, OK, OK. And then I said, uh, were you aware of the other skits contents? And then I uh, followed that up with is spunk just a metaphor for drugs or is there a deeper meaning? And I also told him, like, hey, <laughs> this is kind of a roller coaster. We're definitely going to roast this. Don't, you know, we're, we're not here to just give accolades. <laughs> we're not, to this movie. Or, we're not organ film. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, I warned him about all of that and said, you know, we, we will definitely look for things that are positive, but, uh, we're not, uh, there to just give it accolades. Uh, and so <laughs> to he, simply heap praise upon this film, <laughs> <laughs> which we could do. Okay. So, so, uh, here is Jeffrey's response to those questions. Greetings, Mark from Mount Hood. To answer your questions, I was not part of the bigger production. I was just hired to do this one role, uh, but with Zach Carter and Jeff Hammond and Johnny Buell, um, those guys are just hilarious. They're, they're really goofy. They've got a very weird sense of humor and they make me laugh and they're really fun to work with. So when I was pitched the concept, I was just told of my role, but the overall general scheme of the script. And of course I said yes, because that scene was hilarious. And uh, yeah, I was aware of the other skits contents. <laughs> uh, I wasn't sure Zach was actually going to bring everything to fruition, but man, oh man, is he great at productions. Uh, Spunk is definitely a deeper meaning, but I'm not going to go into that. I'm glad you guys... Uh, watch this roller coaster of a film and uh um that's okay that you're gonna roast it a bunch because we had an absolute blast making it and that's what it's all about that's it <laughs> so touche it's, so it's like when tommy Wiseau is being asked what is the room and he's like oh you know the room is special place for me but for everyone and we all have room really yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. So no, uh, that's great. Though. So I really appreciate his his response, and uh, I, I hope that we don't make you sad uh, during during this. Well, but, but here's the deal. So I I I said you know what I was walking into. I wasn't expecting to take notes. I thought it was going to be slapped all over again, and we would just you know basically like you said, just roast it for being the audacity of his of his existence, right? <laughs> just for daring to to, to exist, <laughs> but. There were so many elements of this that I thought were really successful, but equal amounts of things that were either baffling or terrible. And so I kept getting yanked. Speaking of the roller coaster, well, speaking of Spunk's Not Dead, which I need to get back to. Speaking of the the roller coaster, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't disassociate in the way that I wanted to you know what I mean like we were I watched it in your in your basement theater and I was under a cozy blanket and I just wanted to get all warm and (laughs) and stupid and like I couldn't (laughs) because it was like there was so much going on which made it both the highs and lows so much more compelling like if they're capable of this high what are they doing in this low and like how (laughs) it like I was questioning myself, but at at first I questioned, I want to go back to the title spunks, not dead. Um, and, and it's funny because this movie surprised me so much. Like I had already in my head planned out what my opening line was going to be and like what drop I was going to put in the thing. And like, it just like, cause I was gonna say spunks, not dead, but I wish I was, but it's more compelling than that. So I can't say that anymore. But I was like, well, is Spunk's Not Dead a play on God's Not Dead, that series mm. of, of religious movies? And I was like, well, maybe. But when you look at this in Tubi, the next movie over is called Punk's Not Dead. And mm. I ended up finding that on YouTube. Amazing documentary about the history of punk <laughs> in America. And so, like, that's what I watched last night instead of this. I'm like, ooh, I'm going to watch this punk, this movie about punk <laughs> instead. But, yeah, that's a great documentary. It's on YouTube if anyone wanted to check out Punk's Not Dead. So, clearly, that must be a play on that. And so, then I was like, well, maybe it's going to be because that's just a straight-on documentary. And I was like, well, maybe it's going to be a parody of that documentary but done about, like, I... So my expectations about it were 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 all strange, but I so I couldn't figure. I think the, the biggest problem this movie has is I don't think it knows what it is. Yeah, yeah, um, I I could agree with that, and I was I was looking for, and, and that's why I asked the question to Jeffrey. I was looking for like, is this surface level thirteen year old jokes? like jokes for 13 year olds or is this like we're going after heroin in the portland metro area and so let's use this other you know strange thing metaphor to just address the the elephant in the room or is there something else going on? Well, know? and then I wondered, oh, maybe because there's there's a wraparound conceit that goes through the whole thing. And it's kind of this he's not really an Alex Jones type, except that he's kind of a conspiracy broadcaster, um, you know, some late night show or whatever. And he's talking about he, he begins and ends each segment. This is an and this is an anthology. So there's six different stories of 
three too long, I would argue, <laughs> will be my thesis, the theses of this of the show. Um, and so, yeah, he's kind of like does he, he I couldn't quite figure out where he what he was. And, but John he, Oak of the actual factual truths, the actual factual truth. Yeah, it's like kind of like a hard copy type show. And so he starts talking about spunk and it's just that literal of a joke. Like spunk throughout this is presented as a gross white substance in a condom, but like it just stands in for different things, which we'll get into because that even gets like confusing because it keeps standing in for different things. But this, so do do you think that they came up with the name first and then decided to make a movie around the name? And that's what I was wondering. I was like, well, maybe they had, because I, I would argue three of these are legitimately like a, a hair's breadth away from being like really good, except for the parts that hobble them. And I wondered if like all these, yeah. cause it looked like there was five different production companies and like all of these um, it's an anthology. So they're all written by different people. I think I didn't look into all of them. But did they all just kind of have this in their drawer and they're being like, oh, well, we can put them all together. They're kind of all loosely related. We'll just switch out one element with spunk to tie them together. But none of the stories tied together. And like spunk did different things and different things. And it wasn't like we were finding out the story of spunk until three quarters of the way through the movie because the skit that the the segment that they should have started with was the second to last one, the one that kind of sets up what this is, what this, because to some people, spunk is a conspiracy theory that doesn't exist, but everybody knows about it. Everybody uses it as drugs, but also treats it as if it is semen and that it's gross to take. And other people like the rules of it don't make any sense because I don't think there are any. Hmm. So, and I kept writing down like, this could have been strung together with any number of things like as a wraparound, like as a creep show thing, because like yeah. there were some elements in this that like I was riveted at some point at one point. I forget. We'll get to it. Um, go ahead, Brian. So, yeah, yeah I was going to say, um, I believe that one of the directors wrote this on uh, IMDb because I don't know. On a dare. He, he wrote this movie on a dare. <laughs> Uh-huh. So uh, under the, the uh, trivia on IMDb, it says the project started, uh, every director was chosen by Jeremy Garner. He explained the premise over private messages on Facebook asking for a short segment up to 12 minutes in length and that the only requirement is that it was about a fictional drug called spunk, described as a bath salts-esque hallucinogenic. The directors then made their shorts independently, treating them like their own independent films. Uh, and then a year later, a wraparound for the anthology was crafted and shot, tying the pieces together into a 90-minute feature. Wow. That certainly tracks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that all these. And that's why I think mm. I wish, like, I felt like some of the material was so much better than the premise. And because the premise is so gimmicky is so slapped is so like fairly brothers disgusting. It can't ever escape from that. And like, I kept yes. being bummed that that was every time it crawled out of being that it's like, <clears throat> Oh God, now we have to deal with this thing again. And it becomes terrible. That's, that, 
that's what I was saying is like, I, I, I couldn't fully invest myself in the movie because I just couldn't get over the concept. And I just, and my brain kept spinning like what I was missing because I was like, it can't literally just be spunk and cum. I, like, this movie forced me to write down in their world is spunk cum. Right. And if it is, <laughs> or a- if it isn't, what is come in their world? And then I was furious that I had to, <laughs> I am a 48 year old man <laughs> writing this Your down in a notebook. <laughs> what has this movie done Not to me? Not anymore. <laughs> but then on the other hand, so if it wasn't going to be like, this could have been a great creep show. Like I said, like, except for this concept that's tying it down. And then it, because it doesn't tie together, we're not like 28 days later as a concept makes sense. Like we see a new segment and then like the real world, like as it, it builds that way, but this movie didn't build a, a lore. It didn't. And it kept contradicting itself and it just kept being tied to the thing. And I think the three that do it most successfully are those three last ones. And because that first one, I think, just whiffs it so badly. No offense to whoever did that one, the babysitter one. Cause that, and okay. I'll let <laughs> easy. No, no, like, I can let someone else talk. I guess. Well, but. finish, finish the, the, the wrap up. Well, the other thing, cause trying to figure out what this was, cause clearly it wasn't to take off of the punks, not dead. Like it wasn't that style right. parody. And I thought, well, is this going to be because the wraparound is that guy and saying like, Oh, we found this thing from the eighties that we're now going to play you. And I thought, well, is this going to be a style parody of like a documentary now where they're, doing the satanic panic and then we're going to do a, a parody of that. And, and, and it ended up not being that either. And because those first three are so uh, not like, I didn't put that together. What, it, what this whole movie was until three quarters of the way through and like, There's not in a delightful so many, way. So many things that don't make sense. Like in the world that the, uh, the wraparound segment introduces the whole piece by saying that like, this is a new drug. So, like, again, what is come in this world? And did people just in this world figure out that you could use it as a drug? But then at the Uh, end, it's from aliens? Right, it's from aliens. Question mark? (laughs) Right. Uh, There was one segment where the uh, the girls are having their little party and the cousin comes in and he has the vial of spunk. and, And the girl says... What you're just gonna take your orgasm juice and and give it to us? And the other girl says, "No, that's not how it works. That's not how it's made." And then he counters, "Well, that's how I make it, right?" And so there right. is this acknowledgement and going back and forth. Between well, and people think it's gross, and they treat it as if they were handling totally. a bag of semen. Totally. So there's a so there's there's a crossover with semen, but it's not semen. Right. Uh, and <laughs> I'm so sorry to everyone, but I mean, I think that's the thing. And then I wondered Best if it was a Jenkin analyst uh, analogies. Anyone remember Jenkin? Because yes. the way that the TV host segment guy was setting it up, he's like, you know, lots of people are saying this doesn't exist, but we know, you know, that's what's really going on. And I was like, oh, maybe it's like a that sort of thing, but that didn't really pan out either. So I. It just it just kills me that there could have been a better print like 
they should yeah the premise the premise is failing everyone but it's even got some really funny parts naming the siri analogy geely <laughs> was really funny um yeah <laughs> Uh, I just, uh, I, I, when you said Jinkum, I was like, there was another name for Jinkum too. And I couldn't remember what it was. I just looked it up. It was butt, butt hash. Yes. I have that soundbite somewhere. <laughs> Parents are warned that some calling kids are calling it butt hash. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> it's, it's so wonderful. Um, well, should we just, should uh, we now take this kind of segment by segment? What, how do we want to tackle this? Cause there's so yeah. much. Yeah, we should probably just do segment by segment. Okay, well, that first segment I mentioned is The Babysitter, and it stars um, uh, one of last month's movies, The Exorcist, The Fallen. Uh, The star of that movie is now in... That was The Connection. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, um, there's a guy later on in like the second or third one um, that was the guy from Exorcist, The Fallen. So we have two Exorcist, The Fallen alums uh, in this movie. I, what did you think about this, Brian? I'll let, I'll let uh, you go. Um, the, that particular segment? Yeah, so, how, so yeah, the babysitter. Why don't you wrap us, wrap us around what that was? Honestly, I felt like that was the most straightforward segment. Um, it was pretty much straight up, uh, I don't know if we want to say parody send-off of um, sort of your teen slasher flick uh but with a twist you know you've got a babysitter um home alone with the the kid who's upstairs sleeping um and the parents go out for the night and tell the babysitter that she's welcome to uh partake in in the spunk in the fridge (laughs) um and then when she takes uh the spunk she thinks that there's uh uh somebody else in the house with them the crow and then the twisted and then the twist at the end is that, uh, it, you know, it was the, the spunk making her hallucinate and then she ends up uh, eating the baby. In real life, yes. They do that twice, life, yeah. by the way, in this where it turns out the thing that they're imagining is in real life. This, this, what was I even going to say about this? Well, you said this is pretty much a straightforward parody of a slasher film. And that's what it turns out being, but it begins being a sitcom parody. Right, with the laugh track? Oh, is Oh, is this the one with the laugh track? Yes, yeah, this it, is inexplicably, the one with the laugh track. It is, it is oh, shot, like right. Brian said, it is shot like a teen slasher movie. Well, except, like, you. so this is the first thing we're seeing after, like, some overweight newsman is talking about spunk in ways that we don't understand. This is our first thing that we're seeing. And so it's the teenager coming to the door and the mom saying, oh, glad you're here to babysit. And there's some joke and we hear a laugh track, like an audience. Oh, not that one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like a full on (laughs) laugh track. And so it's like, oh, okay, this is going to be a full house sitcom parody type thing. Right. And then the babysitter is like, well, where, where are you and the hubs headed out to? And mom's like, we're here. We're on our way to an orgy. And yeah, laugh track again. And so like, I'm trying, I'm desperately trying to ground myself in some world that I can hold on to. <laughs> and it's just that bad. And then, like, it cuts off as abruptly, but then, so we're getting the laugh track, but the dialogue isn't like trying to reproduce 
sitcom banter. It's no. not done in a way that it's presenting. It's, not it's two cameras just, on a stage. It's no, like, it's just dialogue, and then every once and but then the laughs get. <laughs> The laughs get fewer and fewer, <laughs> just like just like the viewers, and then it just goes away, and I don't think ever comes back. Right. Yeah, because then it just back. turns into that teen slasher, and it's like, well, what world am I in where I go from this Full House sitcom parody to a woman eating a baby? <laughs> I am watching a woman eat a baby. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I guess that's what happened. Spunk happened is <laughs> what it spunk was. Um, because yeah, they, then I the first half of this I thought was terrible, but once that crow crow man with the um, the old timey pandemic mask, you know, with a big long nose, I thought that Blake design Doctor. was super cool and like yeah, it was just such an opposite thing than it started on. So I I still felt very unsafe. After after watching that one, it did have a song called "Love Beast" in it though that I meant to look up. That was pretty great. It was like a a cheesy '80s uh, pair. I would I'm assuming is a made up song, but maybe they. Um, so yeah, that was our very first one, and that's when so. Mark and I stopped after that to take a breather because it felt like it had taken six hours to watch that. And so Mark was, we were trying to work out, well, what is this movie? Was this like, in this one, was it how our parents warned us about Angel Dust, right? And you can, I don't remember that panic as much, Mark. What was? I, I just remember news segments, uh, you know, in the evening news in the 80s. It was like, and another person took Angel Dust and, you know, and. Were they the ones that jumped out windows? Jumped out windows and just, okay, they had yeah, no yeah. recognition of their own. And sometimes they like had superhuman strength. Right. Like, so they're like right. throwing cars around. It's like, oh, Angel Dust. Angel Dust. They, that, you know, causes people to freak out. Oh, uh, yeah. And so you're like, well, maybe. And so we, we were trying to hone in on what it was. But if that was their intent, I don't think they would have had the parents encouraging her to try some spunk. Right. Oh, that's right. They. No, it no. wasn't like a secret that she found it in a drawer. And this is right after we were no, told was, like some people don't know it exists. And now it exists so casually that like the parents going to the orgy. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I liked at the beginning, the very beginning of the film, um, they started with a quote. I think it was during the the initial wraparound segment. And the host says uh, that uh, he's going to fill you with so much spunk, you'll have truth coming out of every hole. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I think because maybe maybe something else that would have helped is for not just I mean basically it's an improv prompt like right you give like the 48 hour film festival like everybody takes a prompt and makes a movie out of it maybe if the spunk prompt would have been more specific or more defined it would have worked better maybe I don't maybe. yeah well anything else to say about the babysitter that was segment number one nope and then we uh, get into segment um, oh yeah I was just going to ask, um, I think it was in this segment or maybe it was another one, but what does this movie and the the uh, writers and directors, what do they have against millennials? They do. 
I didn't. There, really, there are references that. to that. I know of one. Oh, there was one very heavy handed. There was one. at least there was at least two. Okay, <laughs> getting old says the millennial. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, was that a millennial slam or was it a Gen Z slam? I guess it, it would have been millennial. It was, it was specific. It was mul- oh, Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gen X two. is. Aging into bitter, bitter old men who think the <laughs> the younger generations are inferior, just like every other generation. Um, yeah, so we move into the act two, which is the devil's spunk. So I think another way this wraparound conceit really did a disservice is that so we get another um, truth, truth guy thing in between and he sets things up like we found this videotape from the 80s that's really gonna and like he set it up as the kind of a parody of the 80s heavy metal like thing and i'm like oh cool now we're gonna look at the this is where and i thought it was still gonna be style parodies but because we go into a thing that doesn't attempt to look retro or attempt to look like a documentary the movie is setting itself up to fail in that way and it's like well i'm expecting i'm trying to figure out how this is a documentary that would have been sent to like a conspiracy theorist on a vhs tape like i don't understand like again i'm just looking for any foothold in a reality that i can trust (laughs) and understand and i am and i am continually denied so mark this is uh why don't you take this one this was the one that from the actor that we have we have heard from. yeah so uh uh Jeffrey was in this one and uh, he what we see is a kickball field with uh, several people playing kickball and don't really I see didn't a track whole that they team. were playing that they were playing a kickball game. I just thought that came in at the end. Is that what they were playing? <laughs> totally. Yeah. And so yeah. The, the catcher is there giving signals to the pitcher. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, give me a hot one. Yeah, send it down the line and do uh, you know, all, all, all the banter. And uh, he's whiffing it. He's just not in it. And the coach is yelling at him. You know, we need more from you and, and all this stuff. So so the the <clears throat> the pitcher is under a tremendous amount of pressure to be a better pitcher. And uh, you see them take a break uh, and he's on the bleachers and uh and a friend or, you know, somebody, a dealer. Or 50-year-old man, <laughs> which both of these, I, didn't, I was like, are these people in elementary school, junior high, college? Right. We have no idea. Are they professional baseball players <laughs> aging out of their profession? How old are these people? And so he, he <laughs> offers him, you know, you, you want to perform, you need spunk. And... <laughs> and uh, and so uh yeah so now spunks is steroids right and this one yeah and and so um he gets that he tub of ranch dressing (laughs) that was right when we had an ad break he had in a yeah in a con and you just see again so yeah you just see someone take a handful of a ranch dressing and like just spread it all over the, the uh, spunk also makes people 
ingest spunk like insane people. Like it's not just I'm taking it in my vape. It's like I'm dribbling it into my mouth from like three feet up or I'm like smearing it all over my face or I'm like doing what It's in the title whatever. of the movie. They wanted to make sure that it, you know, we saw it. Uh, and, and so ultimately he, he consumes the spunk and uh, he is able to pitch the uh, the ball and ends up sending it through his through the coach's chest. <laughs> that was a delightful surprise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that <laughs> see, got... well, this one was kind of hit or miss because I loved that, um, <laughs> but then like the coach had a shirt on that had coach Coche? like misspelled coche or whatever, <laughs> and I was like, well, is the joke like what? Where's where's the joke Co- falling? But this Co- one eight. also, I guess to my earlier my earlier point. <laughs> In my TED talk about <laughs> this movie, this one also kind of set itself up to fail because didn't this one start as a I'm an 80s youth pastor yes. conceit? And then it wasn't, again, a style parody of the 80s youth pastor. And so, like, it kept not it very worked itself against there, but it really did win me back with that great dodgeball that was just lodged in that guy's torso. <laughs> And that, there's a, a sequence where somebody opens a door and behind it are a bunch of tombstones and it says, your child here, if they do spunk or whatever. But it was Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. And I was like, your is that the joke or right. did you get it wrong? Like right. the competency of this movie hasn't hasn't <laughs> entrusted me with the letting you get that just to be a joke. <laughs> Your track record has not been reassuring up to this point. Um, yeah. Any anything else to say about the the devil spunk? Um, I yeah. I, like I said, I was delighted at the at the horror, like the the cheese ball horror at the end of the dodgeball in the guy's stomach. Brian, did you? Yeah, have it was. Re- to me, that this segment had like the two separate parts where it was the youth pastor uh introduction but then it went over to the kickball game and those segments just didn't feel like they went together yeah like i would forgotten it did not seem like that would be the example story that he would be teaching you know to warn parents well and if it was like were we to believe that was a reenactment or because like Mm -hmm. it, it again it wasn't done in documentary style like it was set up to be and so it was yeah too it was like that that part of the project was also split in between two people where one of them had to do your yours has to be about a 80s youth pastor but yours has to be about baseball (laughs) and we'll (laughs) stitch it together later um so we get another wraparound and he sets this one up like it's going to be again I'm I'm still thinking it's going to be style parodies and this one's going to be like the old uh religious people versus Hollywood and culture because he brings that up and it was not about that at all it's just spunk is drugs again um I forget what this one was called um are we talking about the uh, act the reaper uh, act 3 the reaper okay Oh, Spunk of the Reaper? Spunk of the Reaper. Okay, well, Brian, since you sound to know, <laughs> sound like you know all about it, why don't you take this one? I'm trying to remember. Um, okay, so we have uh, a Spunk Junkie? Is that right? Spunky. Uh, a Spunky. <laughs> did they never, on it? did they honestly never say Spunk Junkie in this movie? <laughs> or Spunky? 
Come on. We've been here what? We've been talking about this movie for 37 minutes and we got there. And then people who made the movie never got there. But yeah, this one, it, the spunk is just heroin. Even though they're heating up heroin in a spoon that hasn't been like i don't know how to do heroin or how to make a liquid but even i know you have to you have to bend, bend the, spoon. the spoon or whatever right. but it's like just there with someone's dinnerware and yeah so this spunk junkie is in the alleyway and he's shooting up with his dealers and the dealers are like boy your arm is beyond compare and it they keep on referencing his arm his arm has oh right 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 swords okay. oh, all yeah, over yeah, it yeah and uh yeah and so these uh these dealers are like what are you talking about? You know, uh, because the the junkie is like, well, this stuff isn't that good, and uh, the the junk the dealers are like, what are you talking about, man? You're totally strung out and, and doing this, and then uh, they're in the back alleyway. A lady walks by, and uh, everybody's looking at the lady, and the junkie follows her and uh, leads. Turns out that she is going to a cookout, uh, a cook, cooking party, <laughs> an alley cookout, an alley cookout in her uh, in her house with her mom and brother and and pseudo brother and a friend of the other brother. Oh, right, right, right. And uh, <clears throat> and so uh, she invites him in. Turns out that they have a history in that the junkie's older brother was introduced to spunk by that lady okay right? and by cookout you mean they're cooking spunk they're, what appears to cooking be spunk themselves right. like walter white right and so uh they go into the house and basically they they're the makers of the spunk and they there's uh they're literally cooking it on the stove and and they've this girl lexi has said um this boy he's going to be our our test monkey and he is going to be the one that we're going to try this new stuff on well we're not ready for it yet and and then uh, mom is there and she's super great actress that just looks creepy and old and uh is just sitting there motionless and and not saying anything and uh and so the they're getting ready to try everything out and then lexi says oh yeah tom's coming back tonight and everybody else is freaking, freaking out. out oh my god tom what are you talking about he's not supposed to be back until thursday we're not ready for him yet tom gets there he is like why are you guys still cooking this and knocks one out Just like with sh- start sh- shooting people shooting people so two people are dead uh then there's uh back and forth the lexi kills tom tom's the brother uh, then the mom kills Lexi. The boy gets away and comes back, ultimately uh, crawls back, uh, needing more of the drug. And we close the scene with him falling asleep next to the mom with a rifle who killed the last person. Right, right. And this. So, yeah, go, Brian. So other than the fact that the spunk is white in this segment, is there anything that actually links spunk to being come in this one? I don't think so. Between Lexi and... I did the, write, I wish better for this actress. Yeah, I don't know why I wrote Le- that. Lexi, Lexi and the protagonist, I don't remember his character's name, like Jeffrey or something. Uh, Lexi and, and him, they have this going back and forth of, well, I, th- 
uh, she says to him, well, I thought you said you had some spunk for me. And, you know, I really want it from you. And so there's some, right. some, um, a little innuendos. bit back and forth, yeah, some innuendos. Okay. But they, it's definitely not an outright, this is jizz. Right. Well, kind of. this was, I would say about the half, there was, this one is when everything kind of started turning for me because there was like, this is the one where I wrote down, this is really riveting. Yeah. And then like a shootout I wasn't expecting totally. happened. And like there was is kind of like requiem for a dream that guy's arm yeah mm-hmm. unfortunately they kept showing too much like the yeah. first couple times they showed that prosthetic which is just a cheap prosthetic they made it look really cool and gross but then they just kept going <laughs> and by the end it's just like <laughs> masking Falling taped off. onto his arm and it's just like just soak it in oatmeal it'll get you that <laughs> gross thing What's that uh, disease in Game of Thrones? That's what it looked like to me. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, when people's skin Dra- turns hard dragon's and gray. Dragon's skin gray scale or something. Or dragon scale, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what... Yeah. Gray scale. Yeah. <laughs> it did. Um, but, yeah, so this one, again, it was introduced in those interstitials with kind of like, is spunk even real? And then... Like the, here's some footage we found. And so then it starts you back in the things like this footage that is professionally shot of like people standing in an alley <laughs> is like being sent into you on another, on another tape. Uh, and so I couldn't, and I finally figured out, I was like, Oh, well, I guess this is going to be the horror pulp fiction requiem for a dream. But this is where I thought it started getting really, really, really good. Yeah. And that yeah. grandma turns into like, at first she's just kind of a low grade creepy grandma. They don't like lean into it super, super hard or anything like that. But then like she's in shadows and wearing like one of those, um, I would say like a Catholic mourning veils. That's kind of the dense lace and just kind of sitting in the shadows. But it didn't overplay that. There was some, I don't know if it was this one or one coming up that was just shot in like someone's hallway in their apartment. And it looked really, really good. And so I was like, that's when it was like, well, is this a spunk movie or are these like good movies saddled with this premise again? (laughs) I still had nowhere to land. Wouldn't it be funny if the director who had the original concept for this film and reached out to all of his friends to make these, what what if he didn't know that spunk was slang for jizz and <laughs> and he j- it was just a word he made up and so well because he, he saw punk's not back. dead <laughs> it was a typo right. so when it was a got, typo when he got this all back he, he was like, very confused and he's like why did they all make movies about cum? i know my friends are disgusting what is going on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah the, i wrote down is this just a movie they wanted to make And then because I thought that, too, I'm like, well, you know, you have these half finished scripts and then some since there's so many production companies, they're all buying bits and pieces and then stitching them together with this interstitial stuff. But then I was like, well, (laughs) why was this happening to me? Something that did make me laugh was they there was some scientist from Fullshits University, (laughs) which (laughs) which I thought was a funny joke. Um, what is a spunk Denver? I don't know what that means. Oh, a spunk denier. Yeah. So they keep going back to this. Does spunk exist? Is it real? Like, and that didn't track with any of the stories either. Right. It's like you, 
Anyway. So now we get to act four where we get the guy for <laughs> the guy you know who what? got a haircut, just like I got the work oven, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty much shaved up the sides and a little longer on top. So act four begins with, uh, something that I'm guessing neither one of you caught, but yes, act four starts with a Unipiper cameo. What? What? Oh, is there an establish? Is this the establishing the shot by Voodoo Donuts? Uh, no, that is in this segment. But okay. no, um, if you go oh to I think timestamp forty four ten. I don't know if I can bring this um, up on my computer. Hold on. I bet you I can. I can with this though. Oh, okay. You're gonna oh, do it. it's going to make me watch two minutes of commercials. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Um, there is a, uh, so when this, uh, segment starts the, the setup is that, uh, there's a man who is, uh, hired a prostitute and the prostitute arrives at his apartment and she walks in. And when she walks in, you see a poster that he has hanging on the wall. And it is a, uh, Portland is happening now ad campaign poster. And in the lower left corner of that uh, poster is uh, an illustration of the Unipiper. <laughs> wow. We have gone full meta that there is now has been a Unipiper appearance in a Portland oh, at the sure movies man. movie. Yeah. Wow. It, I, I saw that and I was like, of course, it had to be this movie. <laughs> yes. Well, better than this, this than slapped, I would Slap, say at I guess, least. I guess. At le- <laughs> I guess. Well, it's funny because in retrospect, I clearly have a lot to say about a lot of this stuff, but like even halfway through that la- that act three, Mark and I paused it again or there was an ad break and it came back and I was astonished that there was an hour left and I kept writing it. We are only <laughs> halfway through this movie. And again, I, I had smoked a little weed. So my, t- my perception of time may have been altered a little bit, but it felt so long. So yes, act four opens with the guy who hires a prostitute. And this one's spunk just seems to be weed that they're smoking uh, in little, in little pot pipes. Did it do anything special in there oh and then so he sleeps with this uh prostitute and they wake up the next day and she says can i use your bathroom and he says um sure knock yourself out which i was in the midst of writing when he snuck up behind her and knocked her out with something and so halfway through knock yourself oh because <laughs> then he commented about it and so then oh mark's got uh the the poster you have to take a screen uh shot of that got, too i can add it to the map somehow um, so this is where I wrote down is spunk just a MacGuffin? Like, is it just this thing that has to be included that has a series of mystical undefined properties that we're hinging all of these, these movies on? Yeah. It's really oh, weird. Wow. How it, I'm looking at that poster. Really yeah. How, I recognize that. Oh yeah. Funny. It, it's funny how in some segments it's like, you know, uh, shoot them up steroid heroin um <laughs> then we have it's weed and then we have you just directly ingest it like come on what is it yeah <laughs> exactly and like we still haven't found a place to land because it's not until like another 40 minutes into this movie that we kind of find out what it really is but this 
movie also has a an establishing shot on the corner of uh, by Voodoo Donuts and what used to be Ash Street. So we're becoming that old podcast where it's like, well, it used to be this. It used to be the Ash <laughs> Street so Saloon. so much better. When but now it's someplace called pan was Fuse. <laughs> But then they were in the interior of that bar. And I was like, well, they're spending money on these. This isn't like a a jokey thing as the the title of it would imply. The key premise would imply. <laughs> How do you think that conversation go? Hey, we've, we've got a movie we like to. Really, what's the name of the movie? Well, you know, it's it's really complex. And, yeah, we're just working on. Yeah, we're just. We're spitballing. We're spitballing here. Still workshopping this, but you know it's kind of spunk's not dead. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> but what's great about it's, it was, and this is the part you got to listen to. Spunk's <laughs> <laughs> not dead. dead. <laughs> We're still yeah. <laughs> it's spunk's not dead. Oh, punk's not dead. No, that's not what I said. Mm. <laughs> Uh, and that's when I wrote in screaming large letters. I'm only only halfway through. <laughs> that was one of my mini meltdowns yes. that, that Mark witnessed. And then, Brian, you and I were brought together, even though we were oh so very far apart, at 5215, <laughs> where the wonderful music of Half in the Bag from Lead Redder Media, uh, also as, as also heard on uh, Dr. R.I.P. VHS... I don't think I've ever heard the song played all the oh, way Oh, I wrote that down too. It was like the whole two minutes and 45 seconds. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was delightful. I very much perked up at that. Mark was confused because he doesn't know what that was. But yes, it's it's YouTube library music that uh, a, a YouTube channel Brian and I watch. Uh -huh. Red Letter Media plays all the time. And I've stolen it to use in my own YouTube videos. It's kind of an homage to that. So that was amazing. And as I was writing that down, this one took a very much left turn because... So we have our guy who hires the prostitutes, right? And he wakes up and he knocks it, he knocks the lady out, but then we also see he has someone in the bathtub already. Yeah. Was that and so Yes. But the guy in the bathtub was still alive or was dead? Dead. Okay. Or dead. something where it's kind of building up like an yeah. American psycho situation where this guy goes out and why do you have a big picture of Dick York? Of Dick York. He's got the same bewitched. haircut. He's got the same haircut. So did Hitler, sadly. So I have to. There's an appreciable amount of effort that I have to go to to not look exactly like Hitler. Can we do not Hitler, please. Um. So, so yeah, he's set up as an American psycho type thing. He's preying on these people and picking picking them up. All of a sudden, it fades to black after he meets the gaze of this woman at a bar. It wakes up instead meets of the gaze. <laughs> sorry, I'm like, meets the eyes like, where they hit the silver rod. <laughs> he meets all the gays. Hey guys, <laughs> just here hitting on some women. No, see, it looks into the eyes of another woman, and it fades to black. And so the audience thinks, "Oh, this is going to be his next prey." But then we fade up from black and he is in a bathtub um, and we see this that woman come up with Mark. A jar. <laughs> with what, Mark? With a phallus. <laughs> As I was trying to write that down, my brain short circuited and just like made sort of a little symbol. <laughs> <laughs> I 
carrot symbol? Because you were like, hey, look up, because I was busy writing about the half in the bag music. <laughs> I, I knew you weren't watching, and I'm like, you're going to miss the good part of this scene. <laughs> Which is, yes, a penis in a jar. Um and so, yeah, the guy is in the bathtub and it's like that urban legend with the you wake up with your kidney or whatever, but he wakes up with no penis. And they I don't think in any other movie have I really seen the angle of a man's like crotch area from so prolonged. It was just such an interesting like way to frame it from like where you can see where the hips kind of attach to the horse or kind of that weird area that's like and it was just so strange that i was forced to look at that for so long with a bloody rag over right it. it was it was covered modestly yes it he did have like a modesty pouch on like they have in movies um uh so yeah and then it but then she implies he's still alive in the bathtub and she and the lady is like it takes so long for people to bleed yeah. to death. It takes a lot longer. You know, the last guy, he took three hours and he was whining. And oh, my God, it was so annoying. And then it, it did. Was there implication that she was then going to cannibalize him? So that, that's that's what the IMDb description talks about. OK. And and but we don't see that direct. Evidence. OK. OK, OK, OK. Because, yeah, that, that brought up a lot of a lot more questions. But um, I thought maybe that was tying into the first one because she was eating that baby in the first one. And I was trying to still I was still trying to make connections between the things that I was seeing. Um, so that brings us to Act Five. High score. Oh yeah, this so uh, this isn't the last uh, the last one. This is this high score or is the I thought high score was oh, the last high score last... Is six. Oh, Spunky Shines. Oh, oh <laughs> that was the shines. other one. Spunky Shines was the the last one, and then uh, Zombie <laughs> Spunky Shines. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. So this is the yes the zombie one. This it, uh. it, so in the wraparound segment this time it did legit, which the actor who did it I thought was great. Uh, especially given the material he had to to plow through to to do this. But they do a thing. He's still like the the wraparound narrator guy is still trying to piece together, much like the audience, what is spunk and where does it come from? Is it a conspiracy? And somebody had sent him in. It's an it's an alien. They're from aliens. And they cut to this picture, like this area, grainy black and white area 51. But it's like this alien gray, you know, the long, the long headed one, but like strapped to a thing. And it just has two giant testicles that they're milking to make spunk, I guess, on this one. So, yes, this one spunk is literally semen from aliens that is a drug but also turns one out of ten people who do that drug into a zombie. Oh. That's that at least that's what I gleaned from this one. Yeah, that was it. And that's when I wrote down, are these stories related outside of spunk? And I we have gotten the answer for that. Um but this one is started to get good because I started now things are making like this one did a really good job at storytelling about what spunk was, how is affecting thing, what it did. There were some rules to it. And I was like, Oh, I think I can, I think I'm under unraveling this movie now because this part 
really seems to get it. So I very much appreciated that. And then I couldn't figure out. Yeah. And then I wrote this a hundred percent should have been the first, the first one I would have lopped off kind of the first two and a half to three of these and just done the last three, uh, which would have, I thought would have worked really well. Um, Cause it kept doing things like there was a joke where one of the characters was like, we're going to have, I forget what the setup, but she says, Oh, we, we wanted to go out, but you know, but drugs and stuff. I was like, oh, that's a funny line. But then the character repeated the punchline and I was like, Ugh, <laughs> you're ruining it. But that's when um, sh- we find out that one of our characters is the one out of 10 that turns uh, into a zombie after taking um, uh, after taking it. And so she's locked in a room. Um, and then what happens? I watched it. Granted, I watched this movie an hour ago. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, the the cousin comes over. So the girls are having their slumber party. Right, right, right. And talking about it. And then a boy shows up. Right, right. Turns out that the boy showed up because their girlfriend brought him. Okay, and he ends and, up getting stabbed in the eye, which is a great effect, and they have a great little prosthetic over his eye, and I was like, ooh, that's really cool. But he he was the one that brought <laughs> the spunk to the party. Okay. And, and this was the, where they had the exchange of like, why are you just bringing orgasm juice with you? And and the other girl says, that's not I'm glad to made. know the filmmakers were as confused as to what <laughs> spunk really was as, as us audience members. It makes me feel very close to them. <laughs> um, oh, this is the one I wrote. Why does this movie need spunk? I asked, but this is the yeah, one I, I wrote down pretty much the same thing. <laughs> I wrote down why spunk at all. <laughs> As I was writing down, what is it? What even is the existence of spunk? <laughs> what is, what is spunk? Why um, is spunk? But this is the one that this is the movie or this is the segment that just faded to black instead of having having a climax. They're building up for the girl who turned into a zombie. They locked in the room and kind of implied was going crazy and opened the door and her face was all bloody. And she was like, oh, my gosh, what am I doing or whatever? And right as it builds to when she's going to attack her friends, it just ends. I was like, oh. All right. Ran out of budget. <laughs> Moving along, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, we finally get to act six, which is what was called Game Over. Is that what this was? Game Over. Game Over. High score? High score. High score. High score. High score. Uh, which I thought was the strongest of all of them. I thought was legitimately cool in a lot of places. I think this is the one where they're just like, filming in some guy's hallway and it like looks there's depth to it and the lighting is really cool and um so what's the the basic premise so we have a guy who is um it looks like the typical 20 to 30 year old loser on the couch who's playing too many video games been up too long you know his circles under his eyes and is supposedly practicing for a tournament a live stream coming up and so all of a sudden his entire family is around him and they're doing uh, an intervention on him because they know in order to push through this he 
has to be taking spunk and it's gone too far and it's ruining his lives, blah, blah, blah. And so they confront him about it. So he decides to quit. Um, this one, as much as I liked it the best, it did have the same gross thing the first one had, which was just the gross white liquid in a condom. And I'm like, well, now is it just literal cum or is it drugs? Like what? <laughs> Stop unsettling me, movie. Um, so he, he gets off of it and starts to withdraw and then um, starts to hallucinate. I forget where it goes from there because eventually it makes kind of a left-hand turn and he ends up kind of in a video game type scenario. All of this done with like, there's some really amazing 8-bit graphics. There's a cool 8-bit uh, thing of downtown Portland that it shows. The music behind it is really neat. Um, there's some on-screen graphics of like, um, that look like numbers when you punch someone, you know, plus 250 or whatever, those type of things, little sprite type of art. And it was really, really cool. But I forget what happens after he, he quits and he's going through withdrawals. Somebody shows up to his house. I think it was like a burglar or something and forces him to, to take spunk. Oh, no, no, no. The, <clears throat> the he comes clean and then the dealer shows up and says, oh, right. you've been begging. Thing, yeah. You've been begging for the really, really good stuff okay. for weeks. He's like, no, no, no dude, yeah. I, I'm clean. Uh, I'm not doing it anymore. And I'm like, screw you. I now have it for you. And and so they go pin him to the couch and inject him in the neck right, with a super right. spunk. And, and, uh, and so then they're like, well, now that he's out, let's go ransack the house. And so they leave his body there, start ransacking the house and he comes alive and now he's been super spunked. And so he has (laughs) all the energy and all the skills and all the things. So he just starts, you know going on yeah a video game type rampage and this is again where all i was writing was like this the last couple ones have had like really effective thriller horror elements and are making like successful choices but then all of a sudden the wacky tone of spunk has to be like (laughs) tossed in there like a like a fun grenade (laughs) 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 sucking all the all the successfulness out of it um yeah, if you took the element of spunk out of this, these were are really good attempts and really successful attempts at low budget horror. Like this was really cool. If it would have been a creep show, or if it would have been, and then I wrote, I resent this movie for making me work this much. Like I just wanted <laughs> it to be <laughs> something I could dismiss or something. Um, but when it takes that left turn and he's the video game character, like the lighting switches and there's like cool blues and oranges and like. Yeah. Things I didn't understand in this video game world that kind of was it wasn't Mario based, but it was like a sprite based side scroller type idea had a witch with a gun. Like that didn't make any sense. Anyone? Does that make sense at all? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But, and so they had this fight up in a hallway. Yeah, go ahead. Oh. I was just going to say, I think this was all hallucinations at this point. Okay, yeah, I I couldn't, and that makes sense. And then, oh, this was a great moment. Um, 
there's a, a main bad guy that shows up, which was like one of the characters that was at the intervention in real life or whatever is now like the big bad for the game and is in this camo and like with a gun and they're pointing their guns at each other. And all of a sudden you hear some noise and the main bad guy character has to put, he's like, Oh, put the game on pause. And so our hero has to, who's down on the floor, you know, puts his game on pause and just sits there and does something while the main, the main bad guy is like talking to his mom about something. And I was like, Oh, that's a cool little touch <laughs> right. where it's like these two real life kids playing this game. And he's talking to his mom or whatever. <laughs> Uh, and then he shoots the guy in the head and it kind of explodes into the little pixel bricks or whatever. But then not only do we get some like really cool NES style graphics like that, we get tiny real life creatures in this movie because then it escalates into like this aliens landscape where like oh, right. people are birthing the little creatures with heads and they're like little right. practical puppets and they're like this weird, interesting grub slash alien xenomorph thing and i was like i was so happy to see little terror puppets (laughs) and they were so like they're running all around and then i couldn't figure out anything because i was some lady shows up and gives birth to one of the aliens and i didn't care because it was just all so delightful at this point and then i wrote (laughs) did this win me over because it like it had gotten so competent and good and like things were happening that made sense and then we get to the final wraparound thing. <laughs> and then I wrote this movie lost me punitively. <laughs> and so what was the, the final? It was up? just I mean, it was the same Alex Jones. So as we're getting these interstitials with the Alex Jones type conspiracy guy in each one, he's. He first starts mad and he's drinking whiskey. And the second one, he's mad and smoking weed. And and so in my head, I'm like, well, is he talking about spunk, but also doing it? Because in all these movies, it's been different types of drugs. And then in the third one, he's like shooting, shooting up, up something. And one that with cocaine and shooting up. And-, and like visibly on camera, like not trying right. to hide it. And I'm like, well, what's this guy's story? Like, what, what, what show is this that he's right. doing and who's watching? And so we shoot we, it back to him and he's openly just shooting up drugs. And he gets a USB device in the mail sent from aliens. <laughs> Independence Day style. <laughs> they had sent him a USB hub to connect to. And on the USB is a mind wipe, you know, men in black thing of like, spunk is real, but now you'll forget it and something or other and the poor tv show i forget what he he must have ended up eating oh he had to eat spunk too and so he had it dribbling out of his mouth i was like this poor actor doing such a good job and like what are what are you making he's a human being he like has a day job he has to tell us tell his friends what movie he's making uh, so yeah, that's when the movie once once again and finally lost me after coming so so close <laughs> to winning me over, and that's the for end me, of not, Spunked. Yeah. For me, it just did not work for that very reason. I just wanted to sit back and like I knew what I was getting into. You know, I, I knew that it was about Spunk, and so whatever, I will just accept that. Yeah. But then it, my brain just couldn't relax and. and it was, it was wild. Didn't click. 
Yeah, it was a super wild experience, and it was kind of fun to have Mark watch watch me watch a movie. <laughs> it was it was an exercise in anger management. Uh, so, um, so you mentioned like a couple ideas. How how should this have? Hey, let's keep the same title. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Keep the same title. No notes. We're not no, no notes, notes on the title. No <laughs> that's <laughs> that's uh, the creative hill you're dying right. on. <laughs> so like, what I'm saying is is like don't change the core 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 premise of the theme of Spunk, but right. how could you have weave these together better or or like if I was handed these things and say you have to come up with the interstitials or, or uh, like, I feel like they just to to what the quote was that Brian read at the beginning. If there was any kind of collaboration that set up an actual conspiracy between each of these, where there was a common thread, yeah, that you didn't you couldn't suss out in any individual of those clips, but by watching them all together, you got the whole, the full story, the full story. And that yeah. was the conspiracy would have made this at least, you know, yes. understandable. Well, and starting with that, <laughs> starting with that fourth one, which did a good job yeah. at least setting something up because for the first Zombie. nine hours of this, a hundred hour movie where, we're left nothing to stand on because all the definitions change and all of this. And so we don't, we don't like, it's always the first 20 minutes you establish a contract with your audience about what kind of movie this is going to be. And that went on for an hour and a half. And I'm like, I don't know what agreement you're making. I don't where are you high fiving? Are you handshaking? It's like one of those gifts of people who are like, they can't figure out to handshake or fist bump or elbow bump or whatever. And it's just a bunch of awkward. Right. It's like, I don't know where I stood with this movie for so long. And then I think Todd nailed it earlier when you said that if if the director had just uh, established a, a little bit more lore and let's lay down the ground rules about how this spunk is going to work. Yeah, yeah, spunk is an alien thing that comes from aliens, right? Like whatever, and I would have that I would have retcon. <laughs> That's what they want us to think. Um, but yeah, I didn't. I, there were things to like in the first half of it. Um, I thought all the acting was great for what, what people had to yeah, do totally. and what they had to sell as far as their material. Um, there was, a there were things to like, and I wish, I wish it wouldn't have been hobbled by the premise because I think at every point of failure, you can say, oh, it's because it's tied to this thing right. that you can't get rid of or whatever. Hmm. Oh, wow. But what? like what a long strange trip like I said yeah. at the beginning I was expected I was expecting myself to be angry and dismissive and instead I'm I'm in I'm angry that I'm intrigued <laughs> nice. but ah uh, well would you recommend this movie is free on Tubi so would you recommend people scrolling through it would people be, checking it out there would be a or? very specific person the, you know, it, there's this is definitely not a the, our uh, actor friend our, who didn't realize he could now watch it on Tubi. <laughs> we'll be checking it out later. Right. Yeah. You know, this isn't a like, hey, let's sit down with the parents over the weekend and watch together or something like that. Um, if <laughs> if I've got a friend is like 17, bro, that 
likes to get baked is looking for crazy material while he's baked. That's true. Sure. Because I think that's the other thing. Not only did we talk about its its problems as a premise, I think the title or the entire premise of Spunk promises something that it can't it's not delivering it's delivering these awesome horror drug things but it's not that fair it's not the gross out humor that you're promised from the title like right this i this would have been a much better movie called slapped and the other one called spunked <laughs> than this one is it just yeah um but yeah, if you if you're if you're hunting around Tubi, it's certainly I, those <laughs> it's last three have some really cool things going on as far as yeah. like what you can do. I would say if you are looking to make like an almost no budget film, this has a lot of great tips. Just watching it to yeah, see how absolutely. they turn nothing into something, the choices that yep. they make that can make it's it's well shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> No, um, Brian. What about you? What do you? Where? Where do you come down? I just no. It's a, it's just a no for me. I, <laughs> I couldn't get I couldn't get on board. I couldn't get past the obtuse thirteen year old humor premise. Uh, just no. Yeah, yeah. And then not getting that. Like it's <laughs> right. one thing if we would have got right two hours of thirteen year old right. jokes about cum. Like right. all right, that's something I can work with. Like, I guess go, go watch Orange County. You know? <laughs> like, um, yeah, I I will certainly say it is a it is one of the more fascinating things that we've talked about on this show. So as far as that goes, there is not there's that one corner in Portland that is shown. So it's not Portland, like a big one Portland bar, movie. F- they're yeah. at Fuse Bar. Um, at the old Ash Street Saloon. Yeah, Voodoo Donuts. So yeah, it it is it is fascinating. Like I said, if if you want to see what you can do with no budget, it's an interesting thing to check out. But other than that, it's one of the more interesting failures I think we've we've seen on this show, and that is that is really saying something. So um, I might take you guys out with the um, um, that song from the beginning. What was it called? Oh, Love Beast. So uh, that's that's what I'll be playing. Uh, Brian the Unipiper. Do you have anything coming up? It is. Uh, we are in November now. November. Um, I've got these lovely new t-shirts. Oh, love uh, that shirt. Super cool shirts. Hey, man. Yeah, folks. Uh, a Ripley's in, a Ripley's in, Believe It or Not-esque illust- line art illustration um, by our friend Michael yeah. Bayuth with a little color coming out for the with the flames, which is super cool. So, yeah, the unipiper.com. Um, you can hear me and Mark occasionally on the Mark and Todd cast as I, as I slog through grade school or grade school. Grade school. <laughs> That's what anyway. I feel like right now. That's what this movie's done to me. <laughs> slog through grad school and occasionally have time to do it. You can go to the Mark and Todd uh, or just subscribe and it'll just, it'll show up every now and then. It'll be a cozy little talk between whoever shows up. Um, and listen to Fun Employment Radio at funemploymentradio.com and geekinthecity.com. Other than that, here is love beast we will talk to you guys next time all right bye bye watch out for her deadly fight she's alone